Welcome to Women That Wait, shedding light on the struggles Christian women have in finding godly counterparts. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Tavia, your host, and this is episode three, From a Man's Perspective. So what I'd like to do now is just to go over the premise of the show. We'll be highlighting the growing amount of single women in church and the imbalance of single men to single women in church. Um, we just also want to remind everybody that this show is not to bash anyone. We're not hating on men or women or the church or non-Christians or people who are not waiting, but more just to learn and to open up a dialogue and give a voice to Christian women because many Christian women, they feel lonely, they feel rejected, they feel forgotten uh, while they're on this journey to waiting for the Lord to bring them a godly husband. So what we're going to do now is let's hear from a man himself. I'm very excited to have a special guest with me. So everyone, please welcome Masood, and we're going to ask him some questions and get his perspective, because I think it's important not for to hear one side, but let's just hear what a guy can bring to our conversation. So welcome, Masood, and thank you for joining us today. Hi, Tavia. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm honored. And I'd just like to clear the air with anyone who's wondering. My name is Masood, and it may be a very Muslim Arab name, but I am indeed a Christian man. (laughs) And you know what? I'm really glad that you clarified that. I think that's important to know. So thank you for doing that. You're welcome. Okay, so we're just going to get right into it. Here's my first question for you. What are your general thoughts or feelings towards dating non, about Christians dating non-Christians? Okay, I have a very negative uh, idea about that. And there are many verses in the Bible that do discuss this and touch upon it. But, well, sorry, not but, but to add on to it. Um, well, yeah, to get straight to the point, uh, a Christian dating a non-Christian is a very bad idea because you're dealing with somebody who doesn't hold the same values and tenets that you do. And of course, in this life as a Christian, you try and live your life to the fullest um, in order to fulfill the great commission that Jesus Christ commanded, which is to go into the world and make disciples. So you obviously know that when you're dealing with someone who doesn't hold that to the highest degree, that there's going to be a lot of trouble. And then everything else from that will flow and it will just be a disaster. As well as, you know, things could go well. But then, of course, when it comes to raising your own kids, is the person who you're trying to, you know, work things out with, are they going to instill those values in your children? And the answer is most likely no. So, yeah, especially as a young child, that's something my mother always told me Mm -hmm. she always said you know this is something you want to avoid you always want to make sure that you meet a woman in the church and that you're able to raise a godly household um just to give a little background on my life my my parents they weren't christians when they met um my mom she became a christian when she was about say 30 years old and she got you know baptized like that's when the truth really hit her uh, however, my father, he didn't really convert, and he did have um, some some disputes, I guess, with um, teachings from the church, and, you know, maybe the people in his life who said they were Christians didn't really show the best example, so he had a bit of a tainted view about what that lifestyle would um, would look like, so it did cause obviously a lot of uh, contention so just from seeing that personally i've had 
I guess, a bit of a first-hand experience about, mm-hmm. you know, some of the back, the downsides of getting involved with someone who isn't a Christian. So it kind of just, like, I guess became a staple in my life to just say, hey, you know, you got to marry someone who's on the same page as you. It's funny because when you talk about your story, your story and my story is quite similar. My mom is a Christian. She goes to church every Sunday. My dad is not a Christian. I think the only difference between you and I is my mom was a Christian when she met my dad. Oh, So, I mean, (laughs) so controversial in talking about what we're saying. But you actually mentioned something that pinpointed my next question um, about when were you taught or spoken to about not dating a non-Christian. So you mentioned that your mom instilled this in you. Do you remember how old you were? Was she the first one that told you about it? Or was it the church? Or was it just from what you saw in your home, in your family dynamic? Well, to be honest with you, it was a combination of all three, right? Because as you go to church, you know, everyone in the church has the same piece of advice, right? They're saying, hey, you know, don't get into it with someone who doesn't hold the same values as you do. And then, of course, it's something my mom was always, you know, constantly reassuring and instilling. And just even to this day, like I'm 25 and my mom still tells me, hey, you know, (laughs) God will send you a godly woman. You just have to wait. Um, And uh, in terms of how old I was. Like roughly. um, I would say probably 12 years old is when you really start to notice it and you're a bit more conscious of it okay because you know when you're a bit younger you're just a kid and you just go outside and play and do your thing and you know you're very naive but then as you get a bit older you start to see more things and understand more things yeah so i'd say like 12 years old teen years yeah definitely yeah that kind of makes sense because i think that's probably the age where either parents or the church they start to look at you and like okay they're starting to have you know fuzzy feelings and they want to start you know dating so this is the time we gotta like instill it in them you know if you're gonna date someone you should be dating someone that you would possibly marry right Um, so this is a big question have you ever dated a non-christian woman and before you answer i just want to put it out there for everyone this is not a place we're not judging anybody we just want to have a conversation so whatever your answer is you know it's your answer this is your truth and your story interesting enough no Hmm. i haven't um I didn't actually start dating until I was 18, Okay. which I guess in today's age is a bit uh, different and like, oh, that's like, you know, far out there. Yeah. Um, a lot of that had to do with the fact that as a kid, as a child, sorry, both my parents would tell me, hey, just focus on your school and okay. study. And then you know, I was caught up in a lot of extracurriculars at school. And I was a kind, I guess you could say, not really a bookworm, but... Um, some subjects took me a lot longer to understand, so I always just had my head kind of in that. You focus, that's why. Yeah, as well as growing up on uh, Weston and Lawrence, you meet some ratchet people, so. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, no, for Weston real. Weston and so. Lawrence, holler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, some of those uh, ladies I wasn't trying to holler at. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> no shade, ladies, no shade at all. Um, not to say some of them were good, but yeah, I just... It was a bit of a rough school and not really a rough area. Hmm. You know, there are worse places, but it was just enough that uh, it wasn't too crazy to just say, hey, you know what, let me go home instead of hanging out. <laughs> um, That's cool. So, so yeah, I never, I've actually never dated a non-Christian. 
As you mentioned that you really didn't start dating until you were like around 18. I'm just going to add in a little side question. Like, how did that make you feel? Because I remember myself, um, again, our stories kind of sound pretty identical. And I know that when I saw my friends dating and I wasn't because I had made the choice not to date anyone who wasn't a Christian. Did you feel like left out or did you feel that you were missing out or were your mans making fun of you? Mm, you know that's an interesting question because peer pressure does play a, a big role in a lot of this because you know if um bad company corrupts good morals right mm. so in school i was always the the one black kid you know who they'd always call oreo or whitewash oh. you know what i mean like yeah. you're never black enough kind mm. of a thing mm-hmm. um so that kept me a bit of a as an outcast okay. and away from certain bad influences in school um and a lot of the friends i did um have as i was growing up mm-hmm. they were the kind of people who always found themselves in their studies or had you know the kind of parents who were always um making it an issue to them that hey you know you really need to study you're not around here to fool around mm. you know what i mean so they were focused either you know by the on on their own or with the parents or a combination yeah so that's the kind of the group i i hung around so they weren't really you know out there dating and if they were maybe it was just something like on the down low like hush hush but nothing too serious yeah okay you know what i mean yeah um so i didn't really get that kind of pressure from my friends but of course, um, I guess more so during high school, middle school years, like I had the occasional crush on like a girl or two, uh-huh. but then it never really transpired into anything. Oh, okay. Um, you know what? I want to jump to another question because you're touching on a lot of things that I want to bring up. Just thinking about your friends, now you mentioned something and it brought the saying to me, birds of a feather flock together. And you were talking about like the circle, the camp that you had around you really dictated what you, your trajectory of life. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I want you to really think about like your Christian friends, like your Christian men's. Like, why do you think many Christian men aren't, and I say quote unquote, excited to date Christian women? Mm, see, that's actually a pretty interesting question. And I remember a few years ago when I was in college. We were doing like these, I guess, Bible studies or these topical discussions mm-hmm. on um, obviously different topics. Sorry to repeat myself. And we were talking about things like, you know, like if it's okay for Christian people to get tattoos, hmm. like what do you think about smoking, drinking? Um, and then, of course, the non um, dating, not, not dating someone in the church. Um, and I remember we were talking about godly dating. And <laughs> and I remember as we were talking about it with the people from church, and you know, of course, the pastor he was there, he was present. Mm-hmm. It it felt a bit um, dry and stale in the conversation. You mm. could tell that people were either holding back or mm. they didn't want to say everything that was on their mind. Okay. So I remember <laughs> in the car ride. When I was going back to my friend's house in Brampton, <laughs> we were talking and I said, okay, like, what do you guys think about the, the subject, the topic? Like, are there women at church who you would like to, to date or you could see yourself dating? 
And, you know, maybe because it was at a time when we were a bit younger, like early 20s, mm-hmm. and then, you know, like 19, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, it was a bit of a, like a raw conversation, you know? <laughs> and yeah, and, and some of the things that um, came up were people's feelings of being left with like the leftovers. Oh, man. You know, like, um, I guess... In the church, you kind of have some ladies who really do live up to like you know the ideal standard of like what a woman should should be, Mm -hmm. and then you have of course people who, uh, for whatever reason, like family reasons or you know personal decisions or whatever, that they fall from our expectations. Okay, but then of course they choose they don't choose to live in it. Like they made a mistake, but you know they're they're not gonna go back to it right yeah so you just have those feelings that okay these other ones who aren't already dating someone are the leftovers like they're not like they're second the second pick you know yeah i get it you know what i mean and then as well as the question about looks came into play which i thought was a bit crazy because um some of the women well i mean the women at the church, they're not unattractive. Mm-hmm. Like, some of them are fairly attractive. Yeah. Um, and uh, let me see what else came into play. Um, I remember those were the two biggest things. Yeah, okay. But I found that those things are, I guess, a bit what you can call, like, red herrings or for like layman's terms like bs because (laughs) when i would like the more and more i would talk to my friends about it yeah you know you just sit down and sometimes have that one-on-one you kind of hear more of like what's going on inside yeah and you know some of the people's insecurities are okay well which is a realistic question for all of us even myself as a 25 year old you're still um asking like okay how do you go from friend to dating yeah you know what I mean? Of course. And sometimes I find in in church, in church, yeah, it can be a bit difficult to talk to some people. Of course, yeah. I'm not just really talking about people of the opposite sex, but and some people in general. Yeah. But especially when it comes to the opposite sex, because like after service or whatever, it's like everyone, you know, you want to certain people you want to talk to, catch up to. So everyone goes in their own little group, and then it's like, how do you? If you there's a woman who you want to get to know more, how do you kind of like put yourself in the um, in a discussion and then I guess talk to them a bit more? Yeah, without more as too thirsty, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I know I know exactly what you're saying. Like, yeah, you're you know to be smooth what, with it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, and then of course it's not like you're trying to go in for the kill or anything, but you just generally want to get to know someone. Of but it's kind of hard when like Susie Q and like Melanie and the rest are trying to talk to that one person. And I think you're just trying to make it organic. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, you know, you're trying to come across like awkward or like you're trying to be too smooth about it or, you know, like yeah. other things. But it's just kind of like you just genuinely want genuinely want to get to know someone because in your mind, you know that as a Christian man, you should be looking for a Christian woman. But mm-hmm. that's just like. Okay, how do I do it if it's so difficult, you know? Like, you're trying to look for something, like a social cue. Like, she compliments, you know, the suit you're wearing. Or she 
talks about the favorite sport you like or you know just like something just something that gives you an indication that yeah like she's either interested or just something at least to make you feel comfortable enough like i think i think this is why it's good that you're here because what i mentioned on the first episode is that you know us women we have all these thoughts but we don't really understand what you know the men are really thinking so we're just kind of like talking amongst ourselves and making all these assumptions so which is why again i think it's good that you're here that we can get your perspective and now because when i'm hearing you talk i'm like oh you're trying to pick up social cues from us like for me i wouldn't even thought of that like i just kind of look at all christian no seriously because um say if there's a young lady like i'm considering and i'm trying to get to know her but every time i talk to her she seems like she's disinterested in me. Wow. You know, like, think about it. I, it goes for anything in general, right? Not Absolutely. just trying to date someone, but... But you know what? I've been that girl where I feel like you have to act disinterested because, again, the thirst game is real. And I just feel like... And um, just to jump to something I mentioned in the first episode, um, five misconceptions of Christian women. Like, these are things that Christian men think about Christian women. And the last one I talked about is that all Christian men think Christian women are mega desperate. So mm. I've heard conversations. The first episode, we talked about the rumbling in the pews. And this guy told me a story that he walked into a, a Christian concert and he saw a woman nudge her daughter to say, oh, yeah, look at that guy, look at that guy. So now hearing you saying that she looks disinterested like when you said it i honestly want to jump up and say that girl likes you because that's the way i felt i had to be because if i came off you know if i gave you social cues it means i'm being too forward and i'm coming off mega desperate and that's something that i heard the rumble in the pews that christian men do not like but again this is why i like that you're here because you can clarify well, you see, the thing is, two different people are different. Mm-hmm. And I guess it depends on the social cue, right? Yeah. Because, of course, there are certain things that you can do that are way, way out there. But, I mean, it's like if you don't feel like the person's going to give you the time of day <laughs> to, you know, talk to you, then it's like you're thinking in your head, okay, I'm just being a bother. Okay. Maybe I should just, you know, pass by and. You know, not say anything to this person anymore. You know, it makes it very tense. Yeah. But if it's just like you're able to carry on like a light conversation and, you know, you look receptive like when the person walks your way. Yeah. When they walk your way and or walk, sorry, walk by you and they want to strike up a conversation, uh-huh. you know, like you can tell when someone's receptive yeah. and then when they're not receptive. And then I do get it that no woman wants to look easy yeah. because let's face it that's just not a good look for women okay mm-hmm. fine but you like you gotta throw me some like bait like give me something you know Absolutely. like what I- you're saying makes sense but like i said like um as i mentioned in the first episode like i got a lot of years on you i mentioned that i'm 41 so i mean i tried everything i tried all the tricks i tried you know throwing social cues i tried not throwing social cues i tried make you know looking available not looking available um trying to find commonalities trying like i don't know so like i said that's why i like that you're here you can clear up some of these things so but i think what you're saying makes total sense to hear the rest of our interview with masood please listen next time to part two of episode three from a man's perspective any comments please visit our IG page, 
Women That Wait on Instagram. Thanks for listening.